0: welcome to the social fishing podcast my name is reese creed i'm a passionate angler and i want to share as much as i can about the sport we all love on this podcast we speak to incredible anglers sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge all to help you reach your fishing dreams thanks for joining us today now let's begin Welcome everyone to the sixth episode of the Social Fishing Podcast, and in this episode, Talis and I sit down and talk about chasing winter Murray cod in lakes and dams. Now, this is a really exciting episode, and perfect timing for this topic. It's becoming such a popular style of fishing these days, chasing trophy Murray cod with big lures in the heart of winter. Now, if you're wanting to learn more about this style of fishing, you are going to love this episode, Talis and. I covered the techniques and approach in so much detail and we share exactly the process that we use out on the water. Now, we covered things like why we target these big fish in winter um, over the other months and why it is the best time to target this giant cod. There are so many theories out there as to why these big cod feed in winter, but in this episode, we share our thoughts on the topic. Uh, we talk about Talus's meter cod that he caught only two days earlier and how he caught it, everything he did down to the cast and the retrieve. Uh, you'll learn a lot about just this catch when we share it with you. Uh, we cover the approach to winter fishing, including the best techniques, the best banks to fish, the best time of day, uh, our favorite depth to target, and also which lures work best. Uh, Then we move on to things like our favorite weather patterns uh, and conditions, and even surface fishing tips for winter Murray Cod. Uh, Then we share a few tips for the next couple of weeks and what we think will be the best option if you're heading out soon. I'm super pumped to share this episode with you, and I guarantee you're going to Learn a lot about chasing big Murray Cod. Now, before we jump into this episode, I want to give a massive shout out to our sponsor who has made this episode all possible, which is Ignite Lures Australia. Now, Ignite Lures produced the Cod Fury, and if you follow us a bit, you would have seen myself and the rest of the social fishing team use the Ignite Cod Fury when chasing giant Murray Cod in lakes and dams. Now, I love this lure, it's designed specifically for Murray Cod in mind. Uh, it's highly detailed soft plastic and comes with a lead weight and a treble hook that can be rigged straight out of the packet as a line-through system. Now, this is perfect for fishing in the shallow margins, and it sinks extremely naturally. But if you prefer to customise them and fish them deeper, you can add a G-head and a stinger hook and rig them any way you want. Great lures, definitely worth checking out, Uh, and you can see more about them at ignitelures.com.au. That's I-G-N-I-T-E-L-U-R-E-S.com.au. Once again, thank you to Ignite Lures and without further ado, let's talk about Big Winter Murray Cod. Welcome everyone to episode 6 of the Social Fishing Podcast. I am very excited because today, Talis and I are going to be talking about
1: Big Winter Cod in lakes and dams. Thanks for joining me, Tal. G'day everyone. Uh, Yeah, we sure are. Uh, One of probably my favourite topics to talk about, Uh, the cod are big and the conditions are tough, but... Uh, when it all comes together it's pretty good isn't it it's 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 worth
0: it because i know how you talk to me a bit about river fishing and how it's a fun style of fishing yeah
1: and dam fishing can be tough yeah it's the complete opposite isn't it uh like the river fishing is just full-on action um you know fish here fish there but in winter it's it's not like that it's uh yeah it's a lot of hours in between each fish but somehow it still pops up as my favorite style to target them the big winter cold. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like the it, adrenaline, you
0: know how you say you have heaps of activity in a river,
1: yes. but you just don't get adrenaline hit
0: like you no, do with you the big winter cold? No, not at all. Uh,
1: nothing beats
0: it. And how many years have you been
1: doing it for now? Uh, probably probably four, uh, four was my first matery, I think four years ago. Yep. That uh, was my first major, and then, yeah, so I guess three or four years. Yeah, pretty seriously and pretty full on. And people don't think that four years is a long time,
0: but when you add that seriously and full on.
1: Yes, that's right. That's a lot of hours. A it's lot a lot. A lot of hours, a lot of casts, and yeah. How uh, many meters? Seven meters a for in four years. it's you know, And a whole heap of smaller fish, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, we're all after their meter and yeah, that's what counts that's what in winter. They? they are good. Very and good. And
0: that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you're keen to learn more about, because like, a lot of people might not know what to do.
1: No, not at all. Yeah, no, it's it's a hard um, to, to start off. It can, it can be difficult because there's you know you need the right gear, you need the right mentality, and a couple fishless trips can like lower your confidence a lot, and it can it can be quite easy to give up really. Like yeah. you, you might think, oh, I want to start, you do a couple trips, and you just think this isn't for me. But if you keep pushing and keep learning, you'll keep getting better at, at the style, and then eventually you know you'll start to work out. The, the tactics that need to be done to, to catch the bigger fish. So you really believe in that confidence thing with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Confidence is key when fishing for the big fish. Uh, if yeah, if you're not confident in what you're doing, what you're using, uh, it can be tough. But then you know we can give out tips to make the confidence levels go up.
0: Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah, that's definitely. What we're gonna we're do gonna today. Do it today for sure it's right. gonna be very exciting. So before we get into the feature topic, which <laughs> is that, uh, I just want to touch on. What we'll do at the start of episodes is we're going to do listener questions. Now, I mentioned this in the last podcast. We want to hear your questions and we want to answer them at the start of every episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, to submit your listener questions, you're going to be able to do that through the free social fishing account. Now, while you're listening to this podcast of the date that it comes out, the free accounts are not active yet, but they will be available within a couple of weeks. And what they will come with is the launch of our new free Freshwater mini-series, which... We are super excited to launch. Sure are, yeah. It's gonna be so good. We've yeah. worked on that for we are, the yeah. last four months, I reckon. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. It's been a pretty, pretty short, but yeah, good process. It's been good.
0: So what do we do? Tell us about a couple of trips we did.
1: Uh, with the river trip was a good one. Uh, we have got a lot, a lot of good footage there with Jack catching that, uh, that big river cod. Yep. Um, and yeah, just we did a few trips here and there. Like we did, yeah, we did, yep a few little trips here and there to make it up but it's it's action-packed it's um it definitely gives a good taste of what the complete guide's all about yeah so
0: that free series we wanted to create to give you the introduction into freshwater lure fishing so if you're basically just starting out with freshwater fishing it gives you the fundamentals yep. to just get into it mm-hmm. in trout golden perch and murray cod yep,
1: that's, yeah that's yeah it's really good so that's, that's what we help cr- people for sure yeah
0: definitely mm-hmm. so that's what we've created for you to just basically get you into freshwater fishing. And that free Freshwater Mini Series, it isn't quite finished yet. Mm -hmm. It will be released towards the end of August, if not the very start of September. So Mm -hmm. keep an eye out for that. When that comes out, make sure you jump onto the account to watch it, and you can also submit your listener questions. Questions.
1: Yep, and that's what we'll be answering at the start of each podcast, Yeah, which will will be cool. yeah. Yeah, very keen for that. Yeah, definitely. So before we do jump in, the next
0: thing we want to touch on is Have you seen anything going on lately? Because we want to to touch on what's been happening, say social media or in the media, any big fish being caught, where fish are being caught. Is there anything you've noticed over the last Um, couple of weeks? The last
1: couple of weeks hasn't been too exciting. Uh, We had the, about two weeks ago, there was a weekend with pretty bad weather, I remember. uh, Like windy and rain and pretty much ruled out all, all fishing that weekend. So
0: explain the a <clears throat> big low pressure. For it a whole was a week. big, yeah,
1: it was, yeah. Basically, with native fishing, it's almost a write off. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's a hard one because you know what blaring's like. You know, you, you, th- you think that the high pressure helps, but then you can go out. Um, I did hear of a couple of blokes that went out um, on that weekend in particular, with, in battled the the weather. Yeah, and um, still managed a couple of fish. So it's hard to tell, but. Um, yeah it definitely turned me off at that weekend yeah Mm. me too (laughs) yeah definitely it was cold cold and windy and yeah wind yeah wind and yeah winter fishing isn't very fun (laughs) no no, not unless you get that nice weather and then when it is nice
0: weather your night's absolutely freezing yeah that's it yeah so you get it's just pretty well tough no
1: definitely yeah but any you haven't heard of anything else uh oh there's been a few fish getting caught definitely has there always is but mainly dam fish yeah definitely uh i haven't seen much river stuff around here for a while uh no uh, I done one session. I can't remember when it was, but uh, just an arvo session. Went walking down the river, and yeah, no hits at all. So I, it was yeah. completely shut down.
0: Yeah, water was a bit coloured too.
1: Yeah, it was a bit. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's I've actually just cleared up now. But obviously we've had rain today. Probably gonna make it dirty again. But and you're talking about the Murrumbidgee yeah yep, yeah not
0: yeah around our area yeah. yeah so i know murray stewart who's a young bloke who's joined the sf team he's been fishing flat out yep mate a fella he was with got a 67 centimeter golden perch I did say at that. windermere how, yeah how cool was that yeah absolute tank he yeah. said it was the biggest fish he'd ever seen it
1: looked huge it was a massive fella. yeah
0: and when i was talking to him i said that thing doesn't even look in proportion like the head was tiny wasn't it what The
1: shoulders with that <laughs> and thick. am i right it took a big mumbler is that right uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, fish for cod.
0: Yeah, that's- and he said it didn't fight; it just floated. <laughs> I said, no wonder, like yeah, the thing right. probably struggles to swim, eats that much, and I guess that's a pretty well goes to show the size of the lure the size of the fish it must eat a lot yeah
1: exactly yeah, no, yeah. that's some huge yellow massive yeah.
0: so he's and he's been telling me you know the yellow's been slow and he's been getting a few cod in the river yep and i think he cracked a couple of nice ones out of one of the local dams Wyangala. yeah awesome. during the week yeah, no, sweet, eh? yeah. Wyangler,
1: that's actually one dam that i've seen been fishing well Wyangala. yeah uh i haven't fished it have you fished it before no no you haven't yeah it's definitely um starting to pick up I, you haven't really seen much of it in the last sort of you know two or three years ago, but the last year it's really picked up and people are starting to catch on to, yep. it's obviously a pretty good cod fishery. And it
0: doesn't mean it never fished well. It no, that's It just means right. that more people are probably fishing there.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. and seeing, the results seem to be coming in. There's yeah. some good fish getting caught out of there. Probably yeah, more than fun. coped and blaring at the moment, so...
0: There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I do want to touch on, which isn't in the media, but it's right here with us, is you've been working hard all winter. Yeah. It's, to it's, finally yeah. crack a good cut out of Blaring, and you just haven't had a great run. Nah. But tell us about the weekend.
1: Uh, yeah, finally cracked the, med- the first major for the year. Um, pretty fitting that we're talking about this topic, and I only caught it two days ago, so uh, yeah, I was pretty happy. Uh, my first trip for the winter uh, got an 82. Yeah. Since then, I can't remember exactly, I think it's been six trips. Uh, four missed hits over the six trips, and finally, uh, yeah, on the weekend, got my first metering, so...
0: Nice. So tell us, really who what, what was, just a quick summary of what happened, why you went, where you went, what were yep. you used, yep.
1: how it all happened? Um, Pretty, the confidence has been pretty low, to be honest. Uh, There was a few trips there where I was getting the hits um, and sort of stuck around that area, and then it just started to die off. Like, I was doing the same tactics, and tr- fishing the same banks, and just, it just wasn't working.
0: Yep. Well, um, I know you mixed it up because we, we fished the flats in winter, but then yes. it didn't work, so we went back to steeper banks. We did, yep. And I know you fished them quite a few trips in a row, so I then did, you yep. went back to the flats. I did,
1: yep. Uh, so I uh, caught that fish that started at the top end and then pretty much went to the other end um, for the five trips. And I I knew blokes that were catching fish um, on the steeper banks, yep. but it just it just wasn't working for me. I just couldn't, couldn't work out what they were doing, and I was sort of you know, listening to other people. Um, rather than going off instincts of what I thought was right. Yep. Um, so I, I said to this trip, right, I'm going to go back up to the flats that I know yep. and use the tactics that I've caught fish doing before. And yeah, it, it paid off. Well and truly. Really. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So first light? First light, right on first light. Um, we didn't fish too hard to be honest. Uh, Fished from the afternoon till I think 11 o'clock on the flats and it felt pretty good. Um, but yeah, called at 11, then woke up at 5 and got him at 6.30 and what was your approach? What were you doing? Uh, went straight back to the flats and uh, when I got to straight in, as soon as I got to the spot um, I sort of half pulled up and there was bait on the sounder straight away. So is that um,
0: why you fish the flats? you got to find bait, uh, don't
1: you? You do, definitely. Um, and as soon as I pulled up and I seen, seen the bait, I knew um, I was going to stay here for the, for the whole morning so I sort of just didn't really work a bank because like, it was a really big flat I just sort of Sort of done circles, and as the, the, the light started to come in, trout started to rise, carp started to hit the surface, and I just knew I was in the zone. And not, not 10 minutes later, I was on.
0: So that's really interesting. So, you didn't actually go from point A to point B and worked no. along. No. You
1: found the bait. So, what's the bait sharp on the sound of little arches? Uh, there was more big carp first that were coming through. Yep. Like you, you could see, they were big arches, and on side scan, you could just see there was two or three carp going through here and there. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, as the light started to show, trout, trout, um, I actually... Trout? How were you seeing the trout on the surface? Oh, rising, yeah, the trout were rising right. and tailing and stuff like that, and I knew we were in the zone, uh, and I changed to a... I started with a jackal uh, gigantral first because i was yep. seen the carp in the sounder, yeah, yeah. but then uh, probably 20 minutes before I caught the fish, I changed to the jackal Dow swimmer, yep. which is a, like a trout profile lure, Right, um, and just put a small chin weight on it, just so for a slow sink, and um, yeah, because there was so many, tr- so much trout about. Like so you were imitating four. what exactly, you were seeing yep. on the
0: sound, se- or you knew they were trout because they were jumping. Yes,
1: yeah, but they would have been on the sound, or yeah, and they were on the there as well. Yep, yep, and that's why you stayed where you were. It definitely, I hardly ever moved. I sort of had it on spot lock and just just fan casting all around because I just knew there had to be a fish there, and there was no structure. Just flats? Uh, bit, bit of timber here and there, but nothing, but you nothing major. Actually just like no, log and no, no, no. It was just, I knew there was bait here. That's whenever there's bait, there's active, active cod usually. And how did he? What was the process? You told me you cast out. Uh, I was getting to that time of morning where I turned my brightness up on me the rants. Um, so I done a massive cast, leant down, to turned my brightness up. And as I went to retrieve the slack, he was on. So no hit. He's just. Watched this lure sink and just went whack and swallowed it, and I was on. And he would have thought it was an injured trout. Yeah, definitely. Falling. Oh well, he he could have been who, well, who knows, but he would have just seen it falling. He might have seen the splash of the lure, seen it fall, and just yeah, engulfed it. Like it, so the lure good. was gone, and he hit it head first. And all I seen when he come up was just the tail of the two hundred twenty mill swim bait hanging out of his mouth.
0: That's crazy. Mm. And it, that's so key. What you said is
1: imitating. It is. It really fish. is, especially in blaring like. Yeah, if you can find that bait, you're on the money, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And he was a metre? metre on the dot, yep, luckily. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. So
0: what's that? Take the tally to? Eight. Eight metres. That's yeah. pretty good. And you're only 18? Yep. No, I got my first metre at 18, so you've done pretty damn well. <laughs> yeah. no. Nice. So I that basically that. is a good starting option for our topic of winter cod.
1: It is, yep. And it's S- something we know, me and you both know well, and that's the flats fishing. Yeah. Um, and how, how to imitate that bait on the flats
0: yeah that's right so mm-hmm. let's start with why
1: why winter for big cod um, like why do we do it so the water temp drops and the fish push shallow um, they feed not not as much as summer but when they feed they're going for that big that, that the big meal sort of thing and um, yeah the, the, the big fish just push up looking for that that big carp or that big trout and that's when you can just use the big lures to to try and
0: yeah. And try and cut them off. So my theory is for mm-hmm. these winter cod is that in summer, there's heaps of food around, right? Yep. And they actually have to feed more in summer. Like, yeah, they don't do. get yeah. me wrong, these big cod are feeding less in winter than they are in summer. Without a doubt, yep. But the thing is, in summer, there is that much activity and there's that many fish fishermen around them all the time mm-hmm. that they can just sit stationary on a log and get mm-hmm. a feed every mm-hmm. whenever they want. Yep. Because I've got a pet cod and in summer, he's wanting to feed every day. Yeah. But yep. winter, I don't feed him for two and a half weeks that's right, yeah. before the next feed, and he does yep. nothing. He's yep. sitting in the tank behind us yep. now, absolutely dormant, yep. like I do not even see him yep. for weeks. Yeah, that's right. So in summer, they're just picking off food, which means that your lure has to go right past their nose, and it has to look realistic for them to eat it, because why would they take that over something mm-hmm. that's natural? Exactly. Come winter, they all disappear. Yeah. So when the cod wants to feed, it's actually got to get up yeah and, off and go where it is
1: hunting and hunt yeah, and hunt yeah
0: and that's where our lures become <coughs> more appealing <laughs> and when they're actually hunting they're aggressively chasing trout and carp exactly. and if you match them yep you got the recipe for without a doubt
1: yeah for good fish yep and a lot of those bait fish move into the shallows because it's warmer water <laughs> mm-hmm. and, trout and r- the, rise, the surface. rising rising water levels um in winter pretty much there's rain snow melt the the dams are always rising so the fresh food on the edges, the fresh grass, it's, it's not more the cod like the fresh grass, it's the bait like the fresh, the fresh um, you know water on the edges. And obviously if the bait are pushing up there, the cod are gonna be pushing up there with the bait.
0: Yep. And that's what's really cool about winter is that you don't have to be right on the timber using no. things like spinner baits that get, like they're the snag-resistant. Yep. Cause you can't cast a plastic or a swim bait at a log where a cod's living under the log, no. like you're yeah. just gonna snag. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So that's where these other lures are great, yep. cause they're more realistic. Yep. And the cod are actually ready to move two, three, four meters
1: to chase down a feed. Yep, definitely. Which is why winter's so good. It is good. Yep. But then again, you still need the
0: hours and the time.
1: Yes, because the cod are yeah, they're just tough. They just don't feed very often, and you just really got to be in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. Yep. Hundred yeah. percent. So winter-wise, what do you reckon the season?
0: Like, sorry, not season, but mm. what time of winter? Because we've got like the start of winter, which is May, like yeah, pre winter. Yeah, yeah, Then you got June, July, August. What's What's the favourite uh, for you? I've,
1: I've caught more fish in the first half of winter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because of pressure. Yeah. Uh, sort of, if you can get, if you can have a few trips, sort of early June and the May when the cod, uh, you know, they haven't seen lures or swim baits, like for a while, you can, yeah, you can get a few at that, that time of year. You prefer that and you reckon think pressure so, yes. thing. Yeah, it can be, yep. But saying that, I've just had six trips with no fish and, <laughs> and... And now we're at the end of winter. Yeah, I know, yeah, that's right. But it's still, it's, it fish pretty consistently, really. Yeah. Um, fish are been fish get caught all throughout winter. Yeah. It's never seems to be a hot, like a hot, hot month, really.
0: No, I prefer June. I feel like July is usually the toughest, but it's more because it's tough on us. Yes. it's colder. True, yep. Uh, and then the end of <coughs> August, what I used to like was the very end of August because the cod are starting to feed up ready for spring mm. and it was the last
1: time you could target them. But yeah, now right. it really doesn't it, matter. It, not at all. You yeah. can just keep going. That's right. And well, then, in Blaring and Coped and Inealed. Yes, that's right. Yep. And I think, yeah, when I'm keen for this, this um, September because I think when that you start to get them a few, few warm weeks and the water temp just spikes a little bit, yeah, the fishing could be good this year. You're yeah. keen for that, yeah, definitely. It's
0: got, yeah. You think that's probably probably one of the best months of.
1: It w- it will be, I reckon, this yeah. year. Yeah, that's big a bit cod of a as well. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And then it it, it changes because you go you go from winter to it being so tough, and then it starts to warm up, and the smaller fish come back into play, and you get more hits, and yeah, it sort of it changes a bit. So you're catching 70s, yeah, yeah, is. a lot more than just that I mean, one one hit in twenty hours fishing for one metre sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But then again, that's still addictive, isn't it? It is, yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: And one thing about the flats, what have you noticed about the quality and the size of the fish on the flats uh, compared to the
1: Rocky Banks? Yeah, that's, that's a good good thing to say. Um, yeah, without a doubt, if you're fishing the flats, it's tougher, but the fish are bigger. There's just always been caught up there for some reason. Like, I remember that, when was it, last year, our average, the year before, our average was over a metre, for, for pretty much the whole year, because we were fishing the flats and the plastics were just working so well, and the fish were so big every time. Yeah.
0: Whereas this year and last year, we've done a little bit on the rocky banks in yeah. winter. Yep. And that's where the 70s and 80s mm. have popped up. Yep. Which was still is big still, cod there. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. that 122 I caught this winter was off a rocky bank. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Not a super steep one, but it was still rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the flats is like, if we get a hit, it's gonna be
1: big. Yeah, that's gonna be it's, big. that's what I've sort of. That's um yeah, them six trips I had, there was a couple trips in there that I sort of just said, right? I'm going to go for the flats. And just stuck it out on the flats. And, you know, I knew that I didn't get a fish, but I sort of knew that, you know, it, it was coming eventually. Yeah, that's right. Well, Mitchy and
0: I did a trip about a month ago on the flats. Yep. We fished there all night yep. and then all morning. We yep. didn't get anything. We didn't yeah. get a hit. Yep. I passed one bloke in a boat who'd got a hit about five minutes before we saw him. Yep. And he had it on and it was big and yeah. he dropped
1: it. Oh, really? Yep. But like, that's that one big one that's out on the that's flats. What I, yep. That's right. But you've got to stick it out. Yeah, you do. Yep, It's usually one hit, one chance. If you miss him, that's usually it. Yeah, it's and you got to find the bait, works. don't you? You do, yep. Just like on the weekend with the trout and the carp. And the bait moves. Yeah, they do, definitely. If if I pull it to a spot um, and my sounder hasn't got stuff on it, it just lowers my confidence so much. Um, yeah, even if there's nothing on the surface, if there's odd carp jumping every 30 seconds or so, it's... Even that just boosts your confidence so much because I just feel like if there's activity, the big cod have got to be there somewhere. Well, I agree <clears> because
0: <throat> we did a trip one winter, we were all fishing. One night we worked this bank, we yep. got three hits on a quarter metre 12. There was a yep. bait on the sounder. Yep. We fished the same bait the next night and we stupidly fished it for four hours straight. There was not a single bit of bait yep. on the sounder. Yep. We didn't get a touch.
1: Exactly. That's that's how it can be. One night you can hit me bait on this flat the next night they can be gone and the fish just won't be there. That's right. And yep. if you had have listened
0: to the previous podcast, this episode five, I think it was, where I talked about the metre 22, I caught it blaring. Yep. I talked about the bait. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. And I go right in depth on how I actually just motored for 10 minutes looking for bait.
1: Yes, I remember Found the bait, that. Yep.
0: 10 minutes in, bang. Yep. I caught that big. And the bait That's was fair. big carp, but it yep. was still activity. Yeah,
1: activity is key. Sometimes it's yeah, not about you know trying to... Um, match your lure exactly to what it is. If, if there's activity there, there's going to be big fish, going to be small fish. It's just, yeah, you just need that activity. Yeah. <clears throat> and so what do you reckon
0: with, with dam fish? And obviously our reference is blaring and a little yep. bit of Burren Jack. Yes. Yep. Do you think, because I know at Burren Jack on the flat points that have timber, that's yeah. there. That's the flats equivalent of like the grassy flats in Blaring. Yes, yes. And obviously stuff in Copeton would be similar. Yep. Do you think in winter, what's more important, structure
1: or bait, or? Definitely, what? definitely the bait. you um, pick bait over structure? I would, yes, but where in summer would be different. Structure, because like you said, the cod are waiting for, to ambush, because there's so much food always around, but in winter, they might sit on their log all day, and then one, once first light comes, or a prime time or a bite period, that's when the cod move, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they, yeah, they go out, not to you know, mope around, they go out to hunt, they go out to get a meal, and that could be their only meal for two weeks. Yep. So if you can find a, fi- a, hu- a hungry fish, yeah, it, it should be on. And that's where
0: you're, yeah, the fish are aggressively looking for a feed. They are, yeah. Whereas chasing a fish on a, on a bank, on a rocky bank, it's just sitting there, it's kind of half keen. Not, you've know, got way less chance of catching. You may be yep. running past it.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I'm, you might I'm, get I'm, a
0: hit, yep. but you're better off fishing where there's only one or two or three fish out mm. actually hunting. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I like yeah. to note is when fishing the flats uh, where there's bait, I like to fish where there's some kind of structure in about a 50 metre radius. Mm-hmm. So whether mm-hmm. it be a flat that drops into a big gully yes. or whether yeah. out in 10 metres of water there's a big, Gully and a row of trees where they come off the structure and yep. feed in the I know, morning. I know exactly what you mean. So try and not just get big barren banks, but mm. try and
1: find bait mm-hmm. fish on flat areas that is not far from some kind of structure. Yep, you're spot on. Um, that flat I fished on the weekend. I know, me and you have both marked some huge logs on that flat. And then, as the water has been rising, like a month ago, we, we seen this flat how many how much timber was there, <laughs> and <laughs> when it, now it's rising, the waters covering that timber. Every couple of weeks weeks, you know, there's new timber underneath the water and that flat is going to keep getting better and better because, yeah, the structure. The structure's there, but the bait's also there too. So when you're approaching the flat banks reefs, what techniques are you you're trying to do to, to get the fish on the flats, do you think? Well, so in the winter,
0: we've already covered that flats are the go, right? Yes, they but are. But like you said, some people fish the rocky banks. Yes. So on the flats, if we're fishing in, I like to hold the boat in five or six metres yep. and cast plastic. So I just love a soft plastic. Yep. Um, and obviously with a soft plastic, if you rig it lightly, you can fish it in shallower. Mm-hmm. Or if you rig it heavier, you can fish it out deeper. Uh, I noticed the the ones we use, the big Cod Furies, rigged with a 5.8-ounce jig head, you can't really fish them super shallow because no, you you've got to yep. wind too quick. But yep. in that five or six metres, rather than casting in against the bank, I like to cast sort of just anywhere Mm -hmm. diagonally out Mm in the back. So it's landing in about four metres and I'm fishing it back to six. Mm -hmm. But I prefer that in the night time. Yes. Whereas I know in a minute you'd want to talk about where the bait is, but before we do move on to that, those soft plastics, I like soft plastics sitting in that five to six metres and fanning your cast straight ahead and into the bank a little bit. Yep. In the mornings,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'll still do the same. I will cast the plastics in shallower. I'll just Mm -hmm. rig them a little bit lighter. Yep. If you're fishing the rocky banks, right, Yep. which still do work in winter, yep. definitely a plastic, and I'd be sitting in that six to eight metre mark, casting right to the bank yep. and hopping it down the bank with plenty of pauses. Yep. Now, there's other techniques like using swim baits, mm-hmm. and also, how you fish and what lures you use depends on the time that it you does. fish at. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to touch on. So, when I approach a trip, um, it's all about time periods of where the fish could be. So if I'm approaching the dam on an afternoon, uh, I can imagine the fish will be sitting deep during the day. With the suns been up all day, they're not going to be, you know, super shallow straight away. So I might, okay, uh, we'll, for the first three hours, we'll fish a steep bank, um, because you know the cod might be just holding on the steeper bank. In like what I might sit in eight meters, eight yep. to six sort of meters, sit in that, and just fish fish a bit deeper. And then as the night progresses, the cod start to move up, and as as the temperature drops, and yeah you approach the morning, um, but I think w- when the cod of the shallowest is in the morning and that's why some, it's the prime time and an hour before first light you want to be right up on the flats um, in, in that sort of two to four metres of water.
0: Yep, that's that's exactly right. Because yeah, so, during the night the fish will move into the shallows yep. and then at first light they'll
1: start to come the other they way. Will. Yeah, so you can sort of, if you, if you know, you can pick where they're going to be. Yep. So if you know they're going to be shallow in the morning and then, as they, you've got to sort of try and work out with them. So, if they start to cruise out into a bit of deep water, try and, you know, work with the fish and try and pick where they're going to be at certain times. You periods. basically want to in interrupt their way you back do. out. You can ambush them because yeah,
0: because yeah. they they're looking. Mm-hmm. So the bait fish are going to be swimming out. So that's yes. why morning works really well because we're casting our lures in shallow, which is where those yep. small fish are, yep. and we're working it out because they're coming back out. They are. Yeah, definitely. So And in the night, they're probably going in. And a lot of the Mm times because we're in a boat and we're casting in, Mm -hmm. it's probably not to our advantage. So actually, I've just thought of something that I might even try. Yeah, that's right. Is as the sun sets, so between whenever, like afternoon to midnight, it might be worth actually holding the boat in like four or three metres and casting out and imitate the fish swimming in. And the cod are probably under your boat rather than in against the bank. Yes. So that could be Spot something on. to try. But we Definitely. still get cod doing what we do. Yeah, that's right. Yep. But morning is the most successful fishing. That two to four metres. It is.
1: Yep. The, the cod are shallow, and it's just there's just something about that that period that they just switch on, and like if they want a meal, that's the time they're going to do it. Yeah. The hour before first light and right on first light. That's where you want to be. Um, I, I sort of like to plan when I go to bed the night before. I'll say, right, we need to be here. At this time, because you you do not want to muck about when that that period comes. If you're not in the zone, then before you know it, it's over, and you've gone, oh no, there goes that morning session because I've just I've just missed the missed the bite period.
0: Yeah, that's right. And in our first podcast, I think it was episode three, Mm -hmm. you talked about like getting in a rhythm. Yes, yes. It could take an hour to get in rhythm.
1: You'll talk about that because my my wife. Yeah, you say this before. Yep.
0: Why? Yep. Do you go out at four mm-hmm. o'clock when you catch fish at seven thirty? That's right. <laughs> but you just explained it right there. Yeah,
1: you just, then it, get in a rhythm and then just went, and it's so crucial to be in your favourite spot on first light. If you, yeah, you need to work out to be there. And what's first light? Uh, what it time? changes obviously. It, yeah, but it, uh, just when you ju- can just start to make out the hills. That's where I'm. For about
0: half an hour, forty-five
1: half minutes. to an hour. an hour. Yeah, forty-five minutes maybe you, you sort of you need to be it's key you need to be yeah working and what time did you catch that fish at
0: that 10 minutes after that
1: light yeah it was minutes? just starting to light up and you could just start to see see around you so it's still real early yeah it was early yeah yep. that is key and i reckon that is the
0: key bite we is, definitely unless you've got an overcast day i've noticed if you get a real thick overcast day mm-hmm. that they actually they don't they you still got like three or four hours mm. Where they could chance, bite, but yeah, on a sure. sunny day they're just yep. bang on yeah, that. Yeah, half an
1: hour. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, if it's overcast, you can sort of push through and fish the day. But if, yeah, if it's going to be sunny, that burst light, it's just so in crucial. shallow. It's crucial. Yep. And what depth do you reckon that fish you just caught on the weekend come out of? Uh, I was because I was on a flat. I reckon I was sitting in three and a half and, and cast it out. So it was probably casted out like, into, it was, wasn't really deep because it's such a fl- flat bank, but probably in
0: four and say. Oh, righto, so yep. you weren't casting into one... You were casting, because where the, all the bait fish were showing up underneath you? Yeah, I was sort of in three, three four metres hanging around that depth. Yeah, yep. so you so kind of casting like out in the longer bank like mm. I was explaining yeah, earlier. Yeah, pretty much, yep. yeah. And what do you, because when I fish, I use uh, the the plastics, I love mm-hmm. the plastics mm-hmm. on the flats, and even if we're holding in four metres, because it's so flat, your lures only land in like two, yep. I let it hit the bottom, yep. wind, 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 pause, yep. wind, 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 pause. I put in lots of pauses mm-hmm. with plastic. Mm-hmm. I know you use a swim bait. What's mm-hmm. the retrieve in winter with a swim bait um, on the
1: flats? Lately, see, in the past, I've sort of been like you, like to just hold the bottom as much as I can. But lately, I've been sort of half working out that, um, from other people telling me these experiences, um, that it's not as, as crucial on the flats as you think because I, I think, if blaring so clear, like if it's a four-metre bank and you're sitting in two metres, the cod isn't going to miss your Lewis if you know what I mean. So with the swim baits on the weekend, I was just casting and winding, no pauses, just slow, steady. If you're halfway in the water column, you're in the zone. So you cast, do you let it sink a little bit? Yeah, a little bit to start off, but then just and just then start whine. slowly winding, yeah. A no few, pauses? Oh, a few pauses here and there, but- Because
0: I know sometimes you like to fish them quite aggressively. Yeah, yeah, But sometimes. on the weekend it was a much slower. Yeah,
1: sl- slower approach, just trying to, you know, just get it, just gliding. Just, yep. just like a trout would and yeah I wasn't really concentrating on being on the bottom at all actually yep. I was just I, I knew there's yeah, halfway halfway towards the bottom in the bottom half of the water column you're, you're going to be in the zone because other times of the year and other styles of fishing bottom is
0: crucial definitely in, like if I was fishing a rocky yeah, bank yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in eight yeah. meters you want to wind it about two meters off yep. and then let it sink yeah definitely and they usually the hit it on the drop because they it's Fallen on their yep. head they do yep but when you've got such a flat bank, yes. if you don't get it up off the bottom, your lure is basically grinding into the bottom yep, exactly. and it f- doesn't look natural. No, and the it fish, you know, they're big fish, so yes. they're going to need at least a meter of water right, of yeah. clearance to come up right. to eat the lure because they're That's always right. looking up. They've got yeah. eyes on the top of their head. That's right, yep. So exactly. on a on a rocky bank, within two winds, your lure's already a meter off the bottom. So they're going to be looking up. They are, but on yeah. a flat bank, you're saying if we're in four meters casting into two, you want to be one that's three, straight three straight meters. Straight away. Yeah,
1: definitely. Especially when there's trout, the trout and carpet on the surface around you. That you know, they're they're, not, they're looking up at what's above them, not not on the bottom. Yeah, they're not looking for anything. They're looking for that trout that's on the top. Yeah, definitely.
0: And then what about during the night though? Do you, same thing. They'll they'll move.
1: Um, yeah, sort of, lately I haven't really been concentrating on the bottom as much, just, you yep. know, that, ha- that halfway, sort of that halfway point and they'll come up. Yeah, so depth-wise winter is definitely shallower. Yes, definitely, yep. Um, and e- even surface fishing, um, it's, it's funny because it's, it's hard, it's such a, it's a different style, yep. but if you can get that bite period and the fish are looking up and they're hunting aggressively the surface lure can really come into play, um, and on, on the flats. It, it, it can, yeah. Like a surface lure, sometimes will fish just as well as a, a swim bait um, on the, on the surface. Um, if if the cod are hungry, and yeah, they're not afraid to hit surface lures in in all the dams we fish. Yeah, well, because I reckon, I reckon surface
0: anytime anywhere actually emits a further. I think it draws fish in it from a further radius than any other lure. It does. So, right. for example, you throw a soft plastic in and it'll draw fish that are like two metres either side. Mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I reckon a surface lure, even a wake bait, admits mm-hmm. that much action that fish 10 metres away know that it's there.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: And it actually it, it allows you to cover... Obviously, you've got to have an aggressive fish
1: to travel, to eat it, mm-hmm. but I feel like it covers a lot of yeah, water because it yeah, it's so loud. Does, uh, yep. It's all about just if the fish is confident enough to hit... To, to break the surface, which is a lot of the time, and it's... it's not. I, I feel like if you're fishing surface, you go and past a lot of fish. But it takes a lot for a cod to, you know, aggressively, you know, smash a surface lure. Um, when yeah, it's not. It's not natural in in blaring. You know, there's not that much surface activity, so it's yeah. Sometimes it just it, d- it definitely doesn't work as well as other techniques. But when you get that. That hit, it's, it's, it's worth it. You've even experienced that for your pet cod, haven't you? With, yeah. you notice noticed that um, he's a bit timid when it comes to hitting surface. So, yeah, that's 100%. Yeah.
0: Like, even though it's a totally different environment... It's still got. There's still a cod, right? Yes, that's right. So I've thrown plenty of moths and things in on there on the surface for yeah. him, or even I go to feed him, and he'll sit there and he'll look and he'll look and he'll look, and they'll and then there's an instinct. There's a point where they they go, they they're gone. Like yeah. he gets halfway up in the water column, and then there's just a point where he just goes right, it's mine, and accelerates, yeah. but then turns. Yeah. And yep. then he's gone. He's back to his. He won't turn and then turn and have a look again. No. Nah, he, he's. He's freaked himself out yep. and he's back under his log and he yep. doesn't want it. Yep. Like he will not go look at it for hours. That's right. Yep. So if you throw like there's plenty of times, even even when it's not on the surface, even when the carp, like not the carp, <laughs> the goldfish, feeding goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when the goldfish get this thrown in there and they're sitting up the top, yep. he'll sit on the bottom, yep. look, 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 and creep up about halfway, yep. and then accelerate. And then he'll try to suck and turn at the same time. And 90% of the time he misses yep. it because yeah. he's that scared. Yep.
1: I know what you mean. And back. That's why sometimes how I like to fish my surface doors is slow because if if you br- bring it past them too fast, they just they, they it just it just doesn't look natural and yep. they and they can just be so scared of it. Like you just got to work it how how things would be on the surface. So I like to work it slow, plenty of pauses. Like it's an and engine. and it, it gives them time to to think and yeah, they could. I, I'm sure there's been times where I've had cod sitting under my lure and you've paused it and it's just tri- and then that pause and then just a little bit of a, a jitter in the in the surface law could just trigger that bite yeah so you it's yeah it's definitely not just a cast and wind process you've got to sort of concentrate and think when you've got to pause and and yeah, fish it slow and it's a lot slower so if you're working a bank with a plastic or whatever
0: you and if you've got wind and that you can mm. sort of do it but if you've got a breeze pushing your boat moving you around it's just hard with it is the surface it in is because you
1: need to work it slow and um, the concentration level needs to be Pretty on. Yeah. And I've, uh, like a fish I caught last year is a perfect example of that I was fishing a full moon night uh, and it was glass. And I, I was fishing the rattlesnake all night, I actually got two fish on the rattlesnake this night. Yeah. And um, casted and I was winding it so slow and actually paused it for five seconds. As soon as I went there to start winding again, bang, on. Locked so he the, was sitting there watching it, you're For sure, yeah. And because it was such a calm, Bright night, that's when the cod... Spooky, Yeah, yes. they, they definitely are. And I, I had it poorly there for five seconds. So, and then he, he still hit it just that's, as I moved it. That's so It was good, good yeah. But there, and in winter, so before we move on from surface fishing, do you think it's a good technique in winter? I, I don't have confidence in it like I do sub, but... Sub surface? Sub surface, I mean, yeah. Um, like, if I'm going out to catch a fish, I'm not going to use surface to, to you know to get, get a fish on the board, but... It's it's. I'd rather catch one fish on surface and then three on subsurface. If you know what I mean. Yep. It's a sum, there's something about it that you just can't. Especially a big bullf in the dark. That's it's good. It's really good. good. Yeah. And it
0: does work in it does work in winter. Like we've yeah definitely a lot oh, of big yeah, fish yeah. get caught it, yeah. in a lot of lakes like Yeah, Cape. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Cape gets a lot of pressure these days. Yep. But um, surface fishing still. Yeah. It's, is, it's still a good a, technique, a technique in winter. You but use. you reckon just
1: slow. Yeah definitely. Because the fish are sluggish, aren't they? Yep. But. It's it just it's just not a confidence sort technique, of technique. for you. It's not, no. Is it for you? Um, no,
0: no, no way. It's and like you said, you go out and catch a beatery and then yep. for the rest of the night, you're like, sweet, i
1: cast surface. It's because now. I know that's it's, it's better when you catch a fish on surface, but it's just, it makes it harder. Yeah, one thing I do think I feel confident in it is when
0: you have a bay, a back mm-hmm. of a bay, mm-hmm standing twiggy trees a spot Mm -hmm. that's super shallow you know there's a log in the back of this area um, like a weedy a grassy reedy edge that's a bay yeah that's when you kind of work a bank work a bank work a bank get into a bay and then i'll give it a cast for half an hour or 20 minutes and then go back to the other that's when i do it
1: it's it's funny it doesn't work as well but it's such a natural presentation isn't it like it's probably more natural than all any lure we use um subsurface because 100 percent it just represents a living animal on the surface so well yeah and you can yeah work it just like any any snake or whatever's on the surface and cod are super intrigued by surface lures yeah they are more than others it's, it's just all about does he have the nuts to do to that sort of thing? <laughs>
0: and most of the time, like I said with the pet cod, they're pretty spooky when yep. they're away from structure. Like yeah, I okay. think even big cod, metre 20 cod, still have the mindset of what got them through survival as small juvenile cod, yeah. which is flight. Like don't come out because uh, yes. you're going to get eaten. Yes. Only feed and get back to where you're going. Yep, the big cod do cruise around mm-hmm. a fair bit in winter because they are keen, mm-hmm. but they've got to know where they are. And That's as right. soon as they're vulnerable, yep, they're not. They're not happy. Definitely, yep.
1: Another thing I wanted to bring up for you is the weather. Uh, obviously, lately we've been having sort of it's been pretty mixed winter, hasn't it? Like with one week freezing cold, like harsh conditions. Next week it's been a full week of sun. Which Which week would you prefer? Yeah, it's it's tough, and I know mm-hmm. you, you, your answer would be similar.
0: Yeah. Um, there was a couple of years where we had, I think it was the t- year of 2016, yep. we just had rain and a warm winter and we got so many good fish. Whether that's the reason we got them or not, yep. it could have been the pressure thing because mm-hmm. not as many people are mm-hmm. up there fishing. But it's tough. I do like that window of one hour in the morning on those warm but frosty days so you get yep. warm 15 14 degree days but yes. like minuses overnight yep. i love that first hour of light yes
1: yeah, that's no, cool, that cool
0: i love made. that yep but i would prefer if you're out there for a whole session all night all day or day definitely you mm-hmm. want overcast and warm yep, definitely yep. rain if as long as it's warm and rain not mm-hmm. cold and mm-hmm. rain mm-hmm. but if you're doing a full session warmer weather's good prefer mm-hmm. warmer weather and mm-hmm. I do like overcast and a bit of rain here and there because it washes things in, yep. uh, and and usually when it rains you have warmer days and you have overcast weather. Yep. Certain, so, as we've said, most of the stuff we've talked about, we haven't talked about fishing today. We've talked about no, night and yeah, morning definitely. and we afternoon. Have, yeah,
1: because it's 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 when you catch them it really is. Yeah.
0: yeah. So daytime, yeah. not many people taste the big cod, and no. I recommend if you're going to go out there and do it, yep. you really have to fish Arvo night morning. Yep. But but if you have a new, nice overcast day like we have had today, we had super yes, low yeah. cloud,
1: we had misty rain, yep. that's when I'd fish during the day. Yeah, definitely. But even though we fish through the night, but the, the weather sometimes can play a big part even though it's night. If it's overcast or there's no no clouds, it, it can actually yeah play a big part even though it's you know still black. Um, yep. The weather above still plays a big part, I think. Because if you've got clouds, it stays warmer. It does, yep. And even though the lakes
0: are massive, mm-hmm. that top surface temperature, like a couple of metres, metre and a half, actually stays warmer throughout the night because you've got the cloud and you haven't had that big hard frost. Exactly, yeah, it does. The cods still do feed really well in the cooler, frosty mornings, but I've had a lot of success on those warmer nights.
1: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that, that cloud cover helps, I think. Uh, my favourite, my ideal night would be no moon and cloud, pitch black, dark. And the cod have more confidence because there's, there's no light. Like, 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 but yeah, their confidence grows when it's darker, I think.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big topic. And I really would love to do a topic, just a whole conversation on moons. Moon. Yeah, definitely. So we will mm-hmm. cover that in future episodes. Yep. Um, but you prefer no moon? No moon, yep. And we also mentioned earlier that rising water is usually common in winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it was to fall during winter, it would be pretty tough, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it would, yes, it would Would make it very tough. And that's
0: why summer can be tough.
1: Yeah, when it's uh, not even summer, autumn, when it's usually dropping, because, yeah, the water levels are dropping because you just have a, a harsh summer. It, it can make it tough, definitely. It just brings more food to the edges, I think. Um, it just makes the dam look more exciting and it, it really is more exciting on the edges. Yeah, because like just, you said... It's just fresh, like there's just fresh...
0: Big fish move in, chase those small bait fish. Because of fresh flooded margins. Yes, definitely. Yep. So, I think we've covered quite a fair bit. We have, yeah. Tonight. Yep, we have. Before we do finish up, lure-wise, mm-hmm. we didn't touch specifics on lures, but I use soft plastics
1: to imitate trout and carp. Yes. What swim baits do you like? Um, as long as they're, they're... These days they're all pretty good. They all imitate trout. Um, I like a subtle one. Don't like a rattle. Uh, it just needs to be... You know, nice and natural and just subtle, um, especially when the water's so clear. And um, if you want to fish them in in the day or whatever, and they, they, they need to be subtle. Yep, and same for your surface lures. If you're going to throw a surface lure, use a wake bait. Definitely, just yeah, you just you don't want to make too much when the, when the water's clear and the conditions are calm. You don't want to you don't want to be overdoing it with the sound. Yep, because they they can feel it underwater. Hey, oh, they can yeah. feel. Like think about how natural a, a real fish is. You you want to be trying to match that. As best as you can. You don't want to be putting something they they're scared of. Yeah, I'm against rattles, mm. truly, and yeah. maybe in
0: when the fish are chewing hard in a river. Yep. But yeah, no. natural, more natural the yeah, better. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what length swim baits? My the plastics I like to use are anywhere from about 150 mil if you want to chase smaller cod mm-hmm. up to like the night cod fury that we mm-hmm. use, which is 220, 220 mil. Yeah. What do you like swim bait wise? Uh, similar. Similar.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And anywhere from 180 to 250 really. Um, like the, the jackal ones and Bungee, uh, Bungee's good bullshad. Yep, they're all good swim baits. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Well, I reckon
0: we've pretty well covered it all there when talking about big winter cod. I know yeah. we've referenced blaring quite a lot. Yep, but it's going to be similar for every other waterway. Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it's, it's what we know and it's the fish fishing we do. But it, it relates to so many other dams. Like, even though we're talking about blaring, the tips about blaring help in every waterway. So. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to help everyone, that's and, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And in a future podcast, we're going to get in, and it's probably going to be the very end of winter, so then we'll start talking about some of the spring stuff, which yeah. is going to be very exciting. It,
1: yeah, it's going to be I'm keen for spring this year, I think. Um, there was a lot to learn last year about what happened with the fishing. Because
0: and blaring opened up for the first year. It did,
1: yeah, and it was a bit of a learning curve. Uh, I caught caught a couple of fish, but uh, I think this year, it, yeah, it could, it could be a lot better because people sort of know now what techniques to use. Um, when the water starts warming up
0: yeah because it changes definitely changes and
1: then we can yeah i'm just keen for spring because like winter's winter's good but you know you sort of half get sick of it by the end of august and you just (laughs) want that warm weather to come and and really the the fishing picks up everywhere it's not just it's not just um because at the moment really it's just the dams that you want to be at but when spring comes along there's so many more options everywhere yeah.
0: around us 100 percent. so any tips for the next couple of weeks we've got two weeks left of winter but then again if yep. you're fishing one of those major dams those yep. three that i mentioned earlier you can
1: keep going but some you can't yeah that's right so
0: what's your go for the last um, couple of weeks of winter yeah so the
1: the pressure's hitting the dams a fair bit now but that's this is when the water's at its coldest so the fish that's pretty much when the fish are going to be at the shallowest so I'll be, like we've just talked about all, all, this whole episode, um, look for the bait that's shallow and just try and imitate the bait, the because bait yeah, when the water temps are cold, the, the fish are shallow. Yeah, a good
0: quality sounder helps with that. It does. And also, if that doesn't work, there's no harm in going to the rocky banks, is
1: there? No, that's right. The, the fish are still getting caught at the rocky banks, but I feel like, yeah, the cod are going to be pushing up on the flats, looking for that last feed while um, the bait's up there.
0: Yeah. 100 mm-hmm. percent well i am keen that was awesome Tao. we covered a lot of stuff Indeed. yep um keen we're going to head out a couple more trips for winter finishes yeah definitely. and then we'll yeah. get into spring yeah. so That's thanks for joining job. me today no, buddy good. that no was worries. awesome yep how it? there you have it everyone how good was that episode i Really, really thought we covered it quite well when we got to the end of it, uh, Talos and I, uh, we thought we covered so much content that, that we would have loved to have listened to back when we were learning all about this many, many years ago. Uh, we covered so many different things in detail about targeting these big winter murray cod. Now, it's a very exciting style of fishing, but I do want to remind you that it is hard work, so don't go out there thinking it's going to happen straight away. As you heard, Talos has been you know, six fishless trips at Blaring, well, not yeah, fishless, he's had four four good hits and and dropped them, but it's all worth it because they're quality fish. He finally stuck one. It was over a meter, and chances are those other hits that he got were quite big fish. And same goes for me. I landed a cracking fish this winter, and they're all in there, but it's hard work. You can't just do one trip get nothing and give up and it's all about those fishless trips actually teach you a lot because they make you go outside your comfort zone, fish new areas and try different techniques but hopefully we've shed a bit of light on the topic for you today and it gives you a little bit more of an insight and a bit more of an understanding on chasing these big fish so that when you head up there next, you'll have a better chance of landing a fish of a lifetime for yourself. Again, a massive thank you to our sponsor on this episode which was Ignite Lures Australia. Incredible soft plastics and obviously jump on their website to see more about them thanks guys for joining me for this episode i had a great time and now it's time for you to head out in the water and catch some big fish